Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So today's show, I wanted to give you my first impressions of macOS Catalina. I'll cover the main changes that Apple is bringing to the Mac with the next release of macOS, and I've split the episode in two parts. First, I will uh, talk about what's new or improved, and uh, second, I will also talk about what has gone uh, from the operating system or what has been uh, deprecated. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPuno podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPuno tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way, my goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared... 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. I've been uh, testing uh, the beta version of uh, macOS Catalina on my 27-inch Retina 5K iMac from uh, late 2014. And uh, what I did is I created a dedicated uh, partition alongside the the main one which is running uh, Mojave. Um, I could not install the beta of Catalina on my MacBook Air because it's a 2011 model and uh, Catalina is only compatible with uh, MacBooks from uh, 2012 and uh, onward. I've been on the public beta track since uh, mid-July and uh, I did a small break during the holidays. So the first two weeks of August, I, I did not uh, uh, use or, or run uh, Catalina. And uh, currently I'm on the latest one, which is the public uh, beta 6 or the uh, developer beta 7 for the developer track. And I would say that it's, uh, it's relatively stable. Um, I've had a few crashes here and there and, and I still one bug that is not fixed but uh, overall um, OneNote is working, Excel is working even the, the beta version of Microsoft Edge which is a, a new browser that Microsoft is, uh, is releasing uh, based on Chromium so the same engine behind uh, Google Chrome uh, I've tested Slack, Todoist, uh, Toggle Desktop uh, so the main applications uh, work work very well. The, the bug that, that is still not yet fixed is uh, related to the home app. app. So I, um, I have set up with my uh, professional Apple ID the, all the accessories of uh, the HomeKit accessories actually. I have, uh, I have two, I have some lights that are connected to, to HomeKit and I have a switch, um, a, a plug if you want, that turns on and off uh, a light in the morning. And so with HomeKit it's possible to share 
your accessories between Apple IDs. So, so from my professional Apple ID, I shared my HomeKit uh, configuration with my personal Apple ID. And it's the personal Apple ID that I'm using for beta testing uh, macOS and, and iOS. And so the bug is that uh, when I try to access from my private Apple ID my uh, HomeKit accessories, so when specifically the, the light which is in my office, uh, it doesn't appear. So I cannot control the light that I've uh, connected to HomeKit from Catalina. Uh, funnily enough, it's working on the iPad, running iPadOS 13, but it's not working on the iPhone, the, my iPhone 8 Plus running uh, also iOS 13. So I don't know what's, what's going on. I think there must be a link to the fact that the, the home was shared between uh, two Apple IDs. But apart from that, uh, I would say uh, Catalina works, uh, works well. So, as I said uh, at the top of the show, I, I've split the, the show in two parts. What is new or improved or what, has, what is gone and all deprecated. So let's start with what's new or improved. So first of all, uh, screen time is now available on the Mac. And that means that uh, we can now sync, synchronize the settings, the screen time settings between iOS and macOS, but also we can have an, an aggregate view of uh, app application usage, uh, how many times we open and, and, and close our devices and so on. And uh, there were bugs uh, a little bit earlier on, but it seems that uh, now it's, uh, it's, it's working. Uh, something new, so with Mojave, uh, dark mode was introduced uh, on the Mac platform and now with Catalina it's possible to automatically switch between light mode and dark mode. Before we had to do it manually or we needed to install a third-party solution. Uh, another thing uh, that is new is uh, when you hover the mouse over the green bubble uh, for when you have an app window uh, open in the top left corner. Uh, if you hover the mouse over that uh, green bubble, uh, after one or two seconds, you will th see three options. Either full screen or taking the left half of the screen or the right half of the, the screen. So it's a bit easier now rather than having to, to press the Alt key, long click and wait and uh, so now it's a bit, uh, it's a bit better. Uh, what has changed is uh, system preferences, and I would say it has improved in the context of trying to be uh, consistent between iOS and macOS. So now, uh, when you open system preferences, instead of having four rows of icons, you only have three, and the top one is for the Apple ID and family sharing. So it's very similar to, to iOS. When you open the settings app on iOS, the first thing that you see is your Apple ID. And from there, this is behind then that Apple ID uh, icon that you will see all the settings for iCloud and so on. Uh, 
what Apple hasn't changed is the fact that uh, we cannot resize the system preferences window. So you're limited to, to what Apple is giving us. But apart from that, uh, it's, it's nice. The, the two sections below that one, then the icon have been uh, shuffled. Uh, and the icons have uh, been changed as well. So they have changed slightly the design of the different icons in system preferences. And among the new features for which we can uh, only access through system preferences, there is a sidecar, which I have not been able to test. So sidecar is the ability to use an iPad running at least iPadOS 13 as a secondary monitor, either wirelessly or via a USB cable. The thing is that this feature, sidecar feature, is not compatible with all Mac models. For instance, it's incompatible, uh, it's, sorry, it's only compatible with iMac, MacBook, MacBook Air and MacBook Pro from 2015. For the Mac Mini, it's from 2014 versions, and for the Mac Pro, it's from the 2013 models. So my iMac being a late 2014, it's not compatible. I found on the internet uh, tweaks that it was possible to actually remove your model or change some settings, but uh, it was true at the beginning of the, the beta track and uh, when I actually tried to do it, it was too late. Uh, Apple had uh, closed the door on, on that, that uh, tweak, I would say, and so I was not able to, to test it. If you have an incompatible model, like me, you still can do something similar with uh, third-party solutions. So I will name two of them. So there is a Duet, D-U-E-T, uh, which uh, has a paid app on the iOS App Store. So you pay, it, pay $10 uh, for an app that runs on the iPhone and the iPad, running uh, iOS 9 at least, so minimum iOS 9. And then there is a free desktop application that you can install on a Mac, so running at least uh, Mavericks 10.9, or even Windows 7. The thing is, for Duet to work, you need to plug it through a USB cable to your Mac. So it's not something like you have your Mac turned on somewhere in your office and you go to the living room and, and suddenly you, you can see your, your Mac screen, no. It's really meant to have your iPad either in front of you or on the side and uh, be able to drag a window. So you, you would drag a window and put it on the, on the iPad screen with the advantage that uh, the iPad being touch uh, compatible, you can actually interact on your iPad with your finger or with uh, the Apple Pencil and use it uh, as a secondary display. Another alternative is uh, called Luna Display, which requires a dongle, which costs $50. So it's a USB dongle that you plug to your Mac. 
and then you can install a free application for uh, the iPad running iOS 9.1 at least and for the Mac the, the client needs to run at least macOS El Capitan 10.11 there is no Windows version it's, it's only Apple between Apple products but this one works over Wi-Fi and if you'd like to you can also use the cable but it's uh, thanks to the dongle you can use uh, your wi wirelessly your iPad so that that way it's actually maybe uh, uh, better because you can have your iPad with you anywhere in the house and then uh, draw or annotate or work on documents that you would have uh, uh, pulled from your main screen on your on your Mac to the uh, to the iPad screen that is running as a, like a secondary monitor there are other uh, third party solutions which I will not uh, talk about uh, but so the message is even if you cannot use Sidecar actually there are other solutions for that Apple has brought also some improvements in terms of security and privacy with macOS Catalina so for instance the, the, the system files are now stored on a read-only partition so when the, the, the operating system boots macOS considered that they, it looks like there are actually two partitions one that is read-only and the other one that is uh, where the user has read and write access now it can be bypassed by deactivating something called System Integrity Protection SIP uh, by booting from the recovery partition doing uh, some terminal commands uh, but I don't recommend that because it uh, Re really reduces the, the the security of your of your computer. In addition to that, applications now need to request much more permissions, like uh, for notifications, for recording the screen, for having access to the microphone, having access to the downloads folder. Uh, simple example: I'm recording this podcast with uh, QuickTime, and the first time that I launched QuickTime. <laughs> I needed to uh, give it the permission to use the microphone. So even QuickTime, which is an, an Apple-developed uh, app, uh, asked me the permission to use the, the microphone. So which is good, uh, because we want uh, privacy, but at the same time, the, the first few days or weeks that you will use macOS Catalina, you will have a lot of uh, prompts like that asking you permission to do a lot of things. Now, another security that uh, Apple has brought is that for apps that you download or install outside of the Mac App Store, now in addition to needing to be signed with a valid developer ID, they need to be notarized and by notarized it means that the applications need to be submitted to Apple that will scan the application to try to detect if there is malware in it and so it's an automated process and there is no uh, nobody from Apple there is that is directly involved it's a, it's a machine uh, it's, a, it's a computer that will be scanning the the apps but uh, that means that now, if an app, even an app that has been signed with a valid developer ID, but 
if the app has not been notarized, the first time that you will launch it, it, it will be blocked by Gatekeeper. And the message now is not, sorry, it's not a valid, uh, it has not been signed or not recognized by Apple. No, it says specifically that Apple cannot verify if the application contains malicious content. So it's really clear about, uh, be careful, you could uh, compromise your computer if you run this application. The good news is that, like before, you can whitelist, uh, you can bypass uh, Gatekeeper or whitelist an application in Gatekeeper by right-clicking on the app icon, and then you select Open to launch it, and you will have another prompt that says, are you sure you want to open it? You, you click Open a, a second time, and now that application will have been uh, whitelisted. But of course, you do that at your own risk. That's about it for the, the new and improved stuff that, uh, that I believe are the most important. Then let's go to what, has, uh, what is gone or what has been deprecated. So first of all, iTunes is gone and it has been replaced by three applications. So the music app, the podcast app and the TV app. The thing is, now it's uh, better aligned so macOS is better aligned with iOS. Uh, so that I would say that it's a it's a move for 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 the better. The if you plug your iPhone or your iPad to your Mac and you open the music app or the TV app, you will still be able to see the local content. But because before it was through iTunes that we were able to synchronize or backup or restore the the iPhone or the iPad and the iTunes application is, is not there anymore. It's through Finder instead that we have to, to do that operation. So a slight change of, of habit. And uh, when you plug your iPhone and your iPad, so that's the good, the good thing, there is nothing that, that, uh, that happens. It's not like Finder opens automatically and shows you a screen. No, you have to uh, open Finder and on the left, uh, you will see that your your iOS device will will appear, and then by clicking there, you will be able to have all the traditional features of deciding which music to synchronize, which podcast to synchronize, which movies, which TV show, and uh, you will also be able to manage from there the the local backup if you need to archive a local backup so it's exactly the same features as with itunes except that it's uh, through the finder uh, something else that will not work with the macOS calculina are applications that are coded in 32-bit uh, and here we're talking uh, i would say the, the the one that is the most used and in 32-bit it's office 2011 so if you're still relying on Office 2011, which by the way is not supported anymore by Microsoft, Office 2011 will not work on Catalina. It will not launch. Uh, there are other applications uh, that, uh, that are also concerned. And sometimes there are applications, even though there are 64-bit applications, but because some of their libraries are 32-bit, they, uh, they, they will not work anymore either. So, for that, you will need to find uh, an alternative. 
or run a virtual machine. In the case of Office, uh, the best is to switch to Office uh, 365. Or you run a, a virtual machine and you run High Sierra or Mojave on, in, on the virtual machine. And uh, finally, for, for people who use the terminal uh, a lot, uh, there are uh, some changes. So first of all, the, the bash shell has been replaced by ZSH as the default login and interactive shell, but only for new user accounts. So that means that if you upgrade from Mojave or an earlier version, uh, your uh, login shell will still be bash or the one that you set by default. But here we're talking about a clean install, or if you create a new user, then in that case, that new user or all the user account created from a clean install of uh, Catalina, they will have ZSH as the default uh, shell. It uh, can be changed manually. So either you go through system preferences, users and groups, you right click on your user account, and then you will be able to change the, the default shell. Or you can also go to terminal preferences. And uh, another, another thing, so if you're using Perl or Python version 2.7 or Ruby, those three uh, scripting languages are being uh, deprecated. That means that they are still there with Catalina, but when you launch them, you will get a warning message telling you that uh, it won't be supported in future versions of macOS. So for Python, for instance, it's better to go to Python uh, version 3 or to change your scripts so that they use Python uh, version 3 uh, commands. Okay, so, so to conclude, uh, there are some welcome uh, new features and uh, security improvement, which is uh, very good. Uh, Apple is going uh, slowly towards... Uh, an easier, even more user-friendly experience, and also at the same time, improving security and privacy. And I would say that for first-time Mac users who already have an iPhone or an iPad, but not a Mac yet, if their first computer is running Catalina, I think it, they will be more at ease with the operating system. It's still a computer operating system, but they will see familiar icons, the Photos app, for instance, has uh, almost parity features compared to the Photos app on the iPhone and the iPad and uh, things like that. Now, for long-time Mac users like me, uh, you will need to adapt huh, to the new environment. The some system preferences, for instance, is, is one of the apps that I uh, open the most and I, I'm frequently in and I really need to uh, change my habit and I'm so used to go and, and find quickly the, the icons. But uh, yeah, now yeah, now it has changed. Again, also for backing up and synchronizing the iPhone and the iPad, it's uh, you have different uh, routines to, 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 to implement. If you're running older application, especially those uh, still on uh, 32-bit, 
uh, then you will need to find alternatives or you will need to run an older version of macOS in a virtual machine. For instance, with a virtual box, which is uh, free, on which you can uh, install an older version of macOS. And uh, even though it's pretty stable, and, and I believe the, the, the first uh, official release of Catalina should not have too many bugs, I still recommend Macpreneurs to stay one version behind the last one, at the very least on their main uh, production machine. If you remember in episode 18, uh, I, I explained my reasoning for staying behind. You never know actually the bugs and the security issues that, that you have in, a, in an operating system, especially a, a new one. So first of all, uh, Catalina will be released and will be installed on many more computers than during the public beta phase or the developer beta phase. And uh, there will be bugs that will be discovered at that time. And uh, secondly, also security researchers, they will really start to poke uh, at uh, Catalina more closely after it will be out. So it's better to stay one uh, version behind. Now, if you're running uh, macOS 10.12 Sierra, then you will need to upgrade at least to High Sierra 10.13 because Sierra will stop receiving security updates as soon as Catalina will be out. Uh, if you remember, Apple is only supporting three versions of the operating system for security uh, uh, updates. So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful as usual. All the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 43 where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know what you think about the new features of uh, macOS Catalina. Next time, I will share my takeaways from the upcoming Apple event that will take place on September 10th, uh, 2019, where we'll discover the new iPhones and other exciting announcements. At least I hope so. Until then, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day.